other one. I don't know what you mean by that, sir. Just rhyming, man. You know. Oh Lord. Feel good. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, today it is. So today we're gonna be talking about business, business talk. Yes, today is business talk. Yes, and it's um a topic that you actually brought up. This is a topic that I brought up. And so we're just gonna uh I guess dive in because I guess both of us are business owners. Right. Oh, that's what I was gonna get into. So I guess in a lot of times, even currently, currently we're both business owners. We both have started businesses. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're gonna talk about our experiences, ideas, how we see getting into business or the different industries, things yeah. like that. Yeah. I know we were having a conversation this morning and we kinda cut it short like, oh let's let's talk about That's this. Right. Yeah, yeah. When we do the podcast. So So um interestingly enough, uh we bump heads a lot in business, even though we both have a business. Do we bump heads? We do. We, we probably do. do. I, we do. I, I think yeah. our philosophies are different. Or the similar same, and different. Si- similar and different. Same as everything. Yeah, same as everything else. So between you and me, um, we're going to try to figure this out. And so I, I think the first one, because I can, I, I can remember all the rip. The first one, I basically want to talk about the difference between entrepreneurship and Yes. Ownership. Is that? The difference between entrepreneurship and business ownership. The difference between entrepreneurship and business ownership. Yes. So. um, Would you like to touch on it first or you want me to talk about it first? No, you talk about it because I might not know the definition. All right. Yeah. Um, So I actually looked into it a little bit. And so basically from my understanding, the real difference is entrepreneurship is more so... Like, it's new. So when you're diving into entrepreneurship, it's kind of about you're trying to bring your idea to life, like a newer idea, um, maybe like a new take on something, the way that something's done before or a more effective way. You're trying to bring that to light. Versus ownership, it's more about, like, if I'm becoming a business owner, how can I make something more efficient? Or how can I manage something that's kind of there? That's kind of how I took it. Okay, okay. Um, something that came to my mind um, while you were talking is I, where I think I actually was wanting to go. So like I, had, I had somebody tell me once, and it was actually not talking about entrepreneurship, but it was more about being self-employed versus being a business owner. Right. Right? And they say the difference, the biggest difference between self-employed and being a business owner that I think a lot of people that need to understand is if you are self-employed when you are not working, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not you eating. You know it. what I'm saying? And so, like, you can't leave and go on vacation and your business is still running, then you're self-employed. Right, I mean, you, right. you, you, you got to be there. You actually got to be working. There's no residual income or there's no, um, I guess, passive income even um, in what you're doing. And when I look at entrepreneurship, I think entrepreneurship, the the you you the key element that you hit on was bringing an idea to life right. for me in entrepreneurship. And so in entrepreneurship, I think entrepreneurs love seeing, love coming up with these ideas, bringing these ideas to life, and they're not necessarily tied to the long range success of it. They're tied to the success of it because it was an idea that they brought. They brought that they that they conceptualized, mm-hmm. but they can conceptualize an idea. They can bring it to life. They can get it started down this road to success, and then they don't mind selling it off to right. somebody else. Because I don't have to be the CEO. I, I, I don't have to see. I don't even have to be tied to it. Process. I don't have to be tied to it because I mean, as an entrepreneur, 
Now I got something else over here that's speaking my interest. And so now I want to go over here and do something else. And start something else. And, yeah, start something else. And right. so that, that's what I think the biggest thing. And I, and I know for me, when I'm working with college students, a lot of times the, uh, I see college students who are always talking about they want to be an entrepreneur. Like, why you want to be an entrepreneur? Because I want to be my own boss. And, you know, I, yeah, that, right. that's not how it works. And so... Uh, when we talk about business, that's quickly something I found. Yeah, that's not how it works at all. You are always working for somebody else. Yeah, and so that's why I want to have a conversation because I mean, let's just, I mean, let's just dive into talking about, um, I, you know, our, our different philosophies on business and 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 I guess our experiences on business from your perspective and from my perspective. Mm -hmm. So getting into the second uh, the second point, the second thing we wanted to talk about was what does the marketing look like. How, what's your vehicle for marketing to people? Mm -hmm. What's your audience? What's your philosophy? Okay, okay, um, okay. I'll let you start with that one. You're going to let me start with that. So, so, so you want me to tell you about, from my personal business, what my marketing looks like? Yeah, we can do that. And then, okay, so so for me, um, I, one of the things I understand is that we're in this huge, huge, I, I call it Facebook effect. And uh, it's like people will like you to death. And and it's it it. It can get to be disheartening if that's where you build your business capital from or the idea for your business capital from. Because right. you can you can let somebody know I'm launching a new business and, and you'll put it out in social media and all your friends are like it. And they'll even have some friends that like it until you mm -hmm. try to sell the product. And as soon and as you come out and sell the product, nobody wants to buy, man. Like that. I bought the idea, mm -hmm. but what if you want me to pay for it, I'm not gonna pay for it. And so for me, I do use social media a lot, but I use social media more so to flood the market with the idea. Mm -hmm. uh, but I understand that in most cases, a lot of people who are um, are, are, are liking my, my post or whatever aren't the decision makers, aren't the decision makers. And so I have to then sit back and I need to develop a marketing strategy based upon who I see a decision maker is. And so, for instance, I do speaking and training. And so it's cool if somebody hears me speak somewhere and they be like, oh, man, yeah, won't you post that on social media? And I post it on social media and all their friends see it and all their friends like it and all their friends say, oh, man, I want you to come to my school or I want you to come to my company and speak or I want you to come to my company and do a training on that. The only problem is um, they only have a minute vote in whether or not I get that opportunity. Right. And so when I build my business strategy, I have to build my business strategy understanding that though it is – um, necessary that I appeal to the masses, my message has to be developed in such a way that I get to the decision maker. And so be that the principal, the, the, the superintendent, the CEO, human resources, or somebody like that. And that's not how a lot of people, especially now they see marketing or mass marketing. They mass market to people who don't necessarily have the decision to buy. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would say, raise your mic up a little bit. Okay. Um, Are you tired of looking at me? No, I was just saying, I want to make sure the audio is right. Oh, okay, gotcha, check. Um, so you want kind of my take on what you said? No, you don't have to talk about what I said, talk about what you feel. Well, I had a feeling about something you oh, said. Oh, didn't even talk about that. Uh, towards the end, you were talking about a lot of times now you see people marketing or focusing on marketing to people that don't really buy. Yes. And I don't know, I can't even really... Well, I think... So this this kind of speaks directly to my industry of business, which mm -hmm. is music or slash entertainment. But I also think this is this could translate to other forms of business or other industries. And we're kind of we're kind of in the age of going viral. We're in the age of seeing people get a certain amount of attention on social media. Mm -hmm. And 
like even I was just um, listening to somebody talk um, a couple of days ago. I was watching an interview and the way that you market yourself or build your brand is a little different than before. Whereas before it's like if you're trying to sell your idea to like stakeholders or people that buy into your idea. Uh-huh. But whereas before it was more like, oh, I'm trying to find the new thing before it's there. I'm bringing the new up and coming where I feel like it was kind of more that way before. We're getting to an age where it's more, oh, look at what's popping. I'm going to put my name on that and make money off of that. Mm, okay, okay. And so when it comes to with the whole social media, the likes where the likes become important because at the end of the day, I still feel like the likes aren't really the driving force, what you should be focused on, but building your following and building your brand and having an audience helps to sell your idea. So that's why I think a lot of the marketing to, to, I guess people that aren't necessarily who you're going after for stakeholders. I think that's where a lot of that comes into okay. play. So I just saw when you said that I saw something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can speak to what the difference I saw. Now, what I will tell you, though, is um, we, it's for, for in, I guess in my generation, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily about um, the new thing. It, it was more about finding a need and then developing an answer to the need. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so um, that's it. So if you look at a situation and you see that there is some deficit there and you can create something um, to fill that void, then that's your marketable idea. And I think it was like pain, find a pain point, and then develop a prescription for the pain point, and then develop proof for the prescription. And then, you know, and so that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the strategy that we use, or at least at least the, the group, of, uh, group of entrepreneurs and business owners that I've run with, that's the kind of the, the, the thought process in which we were after. But what, what you just said was basically likes garner attention. Mm-hmm. And the likes, the, the the following garners the attention of the decision makers. Right. And so. Um, so I kind of had something to say based on what you were saying uh-huh. about the whole finding that you said the pain point. Yes. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yeah. So ultimately, I feel like it's still the same when it comes to that aspect. I think the difference is what like that kind of might go into the whole business versus entrepreneurship thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's I think that comes down to are you in the phase of developing for yourself or developing for your audience are you in the phase of you're trying to sell that to somebody else because when it comes down to it I feel like it's always looking at that pain point like you said or finding that need in the community or in a group of people and finding a way how can I um supply that need how can i how can i mitigate the problems Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and i think that's really once you find something that does that that's where you start to build a powerful case for what you're doing but then when it comes to selling it really or selling or just talking to stakeholders and things such as that it really comes down to the whole it really comes down to who you're talking to because it's still about finding that pain point Mm-hmm. But different people buy into things for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people might buy into it like, oh, I see 
how like I see your vision. I believe in your vision. I want right. to make your vision come true. Some people be like, I see your vision. I see the the need there, so I can make money off of that. Right. Right. So that's right. where I feel like comes the difference. It's like, where are you? And that? I and I guess and that would be like so. I guess your social media influencers, mm-hmm. they are really an outsourced marketing department for somebody else. It's true. And they just 100%. happen to be making a name for themselves as right. the marketing right. department. So uh, yeah, I guess I see your point. I see your mm-hmm. point. So it's just a and different- right like. Even like specifically with like social media influencers, all of that is really off of the fact that you've created an audience. That's how you become a social media influencer. Um, you have an audience, you have a niche, you have a crowd. And so brands or businesses see something in your crowd, or your audience, and they feel like they can attach what they have to that and they can benefit from it. All right, that, that makes sense. And it's interesting. So this is going to be a generational difference. It's, it's funny mm-hmm. because when I went to college and undergrad, I actually went to school for marketing. Right. And so um, back then, way back then, um, <laughs> they they had these marketing executives that made a whole heap of money. And they still have them. They just don't have as many. Mm-hmm. And so um, there came a time when they started downsizing all these marketing departments. That's when telemarketing became big. And so it was like, you still have to come up with a good idea, an idea that sells, but now we're going to move that idea down and we're going to mass market it. Right. As opposed to target marketing. And so, uh, okay, I can I see th- that. Like, I think the big difference is really like social media, how social media came into play. Because now we're in a day and age where the world is flat. Everything can be seen. Yeah, Everything yeah, is out yeah, there. Yeah. So when it comes to trying to build your audience or build this idea that you want to sell, it's really like people are just trying to see the buy-in. People are trying to see where they can push to to really bring their idea to fruition. Because there's not as many barriers. Right. All right, cool. And like even talking about big businesses, uh-huh. big businesses like like for me in the music industry, like if you're – an artist trying to find your way, you're trying to make it big, you want your name to be known, you don't 100% need maybe a label to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really comes down to the person at the end of the day. But in today's day and age, what a bigger um, company does for you, they have the opportunity to maybe promote you, get your name out there more, or maybe... They can help you like with your publishing, your distribution, things such as that. But really, it's possible now to create that audience yourself. It's okay. not a whole, you need somebody okay. else to help you make the name. And so as long as you can develop your own infrastructure, then you can bypass, I guess, the record label. Right. Yeah, okay, I got it. Um, we were going to, let's see, point three. Where should you focus most of your energy? Where should you focus most of your energy? So where do you think you should focus most of your energy? Um, so it's funny. We were just talking about marketing. I really, and marketing is important. Building your audience is important. But I think your real, like the real way to kind of build and create an organic growth to what you're doing is working on your content. Okay. Working on what you're providing. Finding that need, what you're trying to supply, and really, like, you want to create your story. It's all about having a story. We're in a day and age where people are really just attracted to what seems real. 
mm-hmm. looks real. We have reality TV. It's also about all about social media. You'll see even like your bigger corporations. You have like your McDonald's, your Wendy's, like companies like that on Twitter making jokes and all that kind of thing. It's all about kind of feeling, I guess, that touch of human. Okay, okay. And so it's really about creating a story. You want something that people connect with because that's ultimately what they end up buying into. I'm going to agree with you on that. I, and at first I didn't think that that would be what I, my thought was. Um, but I do agree with you. Content, developing your content, developing your product is important uh, because at the end of the day, you don't know how fast your marketing campaign is going to take off. Right. And right. so if you spend a lot of time on your marketing campaign and it takes off down the road and you don't have enough content right. to, to maintain 100%. that, I mean, you'll be a one-hit wonder, you'll be up and you'll be down fast. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that, that um, you, it, it, developing content, I think, will be the most important part. There was something else that you said that um, – I want to talk about, like you talked about, but basically being real or that authenticity. Right. And I like to tell people, like, don't use all your head talk. Sometimes use your heart talk. Right. And so I think when you're developing your content, if you put your your heart and soul in your content, even when you begin to market it, people will see that. Exactly. And they'll see the authenticity behind it. They'll see the genuineness behind it. And then that will also be sort of like a, a, a turbo boost right. to your marketing efforts. So. Because people, people don't, ultimately, they don't just want to hear you they want to feel they you as feel well you. yeah I got they you. want to feel like they're buying into something that they agree with that they also believe in gotcha check all right all right um anything else to say about that or you want to nah, go to the we'll next good, one we'll go ahead. all right so point number four or this or point of discussion uh what have we learned from each other i guess when it comes to turn of business all right cool yeah what you learned from me oh you go first i, I can think about this one dang so yeah. what have i learned from you what have i learned from you um I don't. That's hard, man. I can go first then. Go ahead. Go ahead. I thought about mine. All right, cool. Um, So I would say, because just seeing you when you were doing, like, I remember you were doing motivational speaking Mm -hmm. and, like, you were trying to do, like, I have my one seminar a month, like, at least that and that kind of thing. I got to see kind of not even only the grind behind it, but, like, grinding to fulfill something and, having a goal and making sure you do what it takes to reach that goal. Mm-hmm. But then I also, one of the quotes from you, um, something that you used to say, it's just like you have times you finish a seminar mm-hmm. and just seeing you being fulfilled. Okay. And okay. you would say things like, like I, I'm so fulfilled in this moment. I could walk outside. Even if I go outside and die in the parking lot, yeah, I feel yeah, fulfilled with yeah. my life. And so for me, I took that with even with the hard work, even with the business mind, even with the marketing, like trying to figure out how I can work this and the the whole business side, the technical side of it. I feel I got to see the whole passion side of it and really believing in what you're doing as well. So that's something that I guess I would say I learned about business from you. I think um, I see fun in what you do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I like to have fun. But I'm like 100% business all the time, and it's funny. Um, I crack jokes. I'm, sarta- I'm sarcastic and everything else. But like I t- like to tell people, I'm always serious. And I like the, I've, I've seen you work on multiple music projects, and I just like being around you, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you pour your heart and soul into it, and then you share it. And then, like, even watching you, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person. I don't think I remediate very well. And, like, mm-hmm. I've seen you work with artists, and, like, you really teach your artists what they're supposed to be doing. 
And so to me, like, I'm just a big picture person. And so I'm always like, I'm always out in the ethos. Right. And not necessarily, like, I, for me, I, I hire somebody who's detail oriented. Yeah. And so <laughs> you, you're meticulous and detail oriented, but you also take the time out to figure out what the big picture I'm after. And so it's just, it's, it's more so a reminder for me that, like, when you run in this joint by yourself, you, oh, you how you say Joan, when you run this Joan by yourself, <laughs> like, Joan. you have to, you have to actually take the time out. To step back and do both sides of it, right. and so for me, when working with when working with people, um, speakers, or when I'm bringing other speakers in, or I'm bringing like assistants in, or whatever, is actually taking the time to teach them. Now, I do believe in I do believe in um, mentoring your talent. You know what I'm saying, and, mm -hmm. and helping them get to their goal. But just having fun and teaching them um, is something that I see you do often, and 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 it's infectious. And I mean, shoot, your love for music and your love for getting into music actually makes me want to do music more. <laughs> and so you know, yeah, I started yeah. asking let me feature on your next album, but you know, I don't know about all that. Oh, it's okay. But we're happy you ex you're excited from the outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, and our, the last thing. Last was thing. One piece of business advice. One piece that of you business advice. Give. Okay, cool. Yeah. One piece of business advice that you'll give. You got first. I got first. Yeah, that's a one first and the last two. Okay. One piece of business advice I give. Leave it all on the table. Leave it all on the table. That's a good one. Um, I wholeheartedly agree yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, you, you, you never know. Like, everything you do, everything you do is a part of your legacy. So if you have to do it, that's a part of your legacy as well. And so, you know, like like you said, I, I, I'd walk outside like I'm fulfilled right now if I drop dead right now. Right. Like, it's 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 the biggest thing. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you like this. Um, there's this guy's name is Calvin Mackey. Um, Dr. Calvin Mackey, he was, he was doing a speech one time, and um, he was saying that, um, when the space shuttle had crashed, he after the space shuttle had crashed, he had an opportunity to go to um, d go down to um, Kennedy uh, and 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 tour the spaceships, right? And he was saying that um, he called his wife, and you know he was telling his wife about it. His wife was like, "Man, I mean, you be, be self, be, be be careful. I mean, you know, be be safe and everything else." And he was like, "You know why?" And she was like, "Well, you know, it just crashed." He's like, "Well, I wish it was me." And she was like, "What?" He was like, "I wish it was me." And she's like, "What do you mean?" He said. Because I think there's no greater joy than dying for what you believe in, right? right? And, and that's the deal. Like It's like at the end of the day, if I go out on stage and I give 100% or if I'm standing in front of a crowd and I give 100% and then I walk outside and God forbid, I hope I'm in good health, but I fall over with a heart attack because I've overexerted myself, <laughs> like there's no better way to go out. Give There's no better go out than giving my all. Like just leaving leaving it all on the table. I would say I agree with that wholeheartedly because I've always been the person, especially with like a person doing music. You, a lot of times you see people doing music and people trying to kind of influence you to find like something else, at least something else to sustain yourself, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And people oftentimes people ask me what's your plan B. And my response is always, I don't believe in plan Bs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which I know that's like it's like a hard concept kind of to grasp, uh, I would say, for everybody. Uh, it's kind of harder to get to that mindset. Maybe that mindset's not even for everybody. But for me, I believe in putting my all into what I believe in. And even if it comes down, like, it's not saying, like, I'm so focused on just, like, one aspect. Mm -hmm. Like, it can, like, shift some. There are different streams of revenue. But right, there's different streams. Yeah. But I know that if I'm spending any time putting it to something else, it kind of takes away from that, um, from what I'm trying to make my main thing. But I guess I would say 
my piece of business advice. Dang, which this kind of made me forget what I was gonna what I was gonna say. Um, what I think. Uh, can I get you a piece? This, I got this from my third grade teacher. Was it my third grade teacher? Maybe my third grade teacher. Work I don't know, man. Huh? Work now. No, it ain't even that one, man. Um, <laughs> my main thing should be to make my main thing mm-hmm. my main thing. No, that was my third grade teacher. I don't remember who I got that from, but that's what they said. Like, your main thing should be to make your main thing your main thing. Oh, I remember mine. Go ahead. We're coming up for 25 minutes, so I'm that's trying to make it short. All right. Um, this is even something recently that I figured out, but it's always great to have the big goals out there, the like what you're really striving to do, that big picture that motivates you to keep moving forward, mm-hmm. but don't let that scare you from the process. Don't let that intimidate you from going through the process. Okay. It's funny. I just heard a quote. It said, um, never give up on a dream because of how long it will take or how much work it looks like it will take. Because time passes anyway. You're going to be working on something anyway. So when you're trying to pursue something or you want to start that business or you have the idea that you're going after, it's all about like how do – at the end of the day, it's all about getting better. Okay. Like, what do I want to improve upon today? What do I want to accomplish for today? Knowing that I'm taking steps towards the long goal. So I, I think it's um, stay focused and don't get intimidated by even your own aspirations. All right. I got one more for you. I got <laughs> one, more. one more for you, right? So next time somebody asks you what your plan B is, say my plan A is my plan B. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Bum podcast. Bum podcast. Between you and me, my brother. All right. All right. Talk to you later. I'll look.